Welcome to the Proclaim and Defend podcast, a ministry of the Foundations Baptist Fellowship International. We seek to encourage and inform pastors on modern-day topics from a biblical perspective. Our mission is to bring together like-minded Baptists to collaborate in glorifying God through fulfilling the Great Commission. The dangers of growing older, uh, slightly older, in ministry. I will celebrate my 61st birthday soon. I've been a senior pastor for 37 years. That's right. I planted Northwest Valley Baptist Church when I was 24 years old. I wish I knew the things then that I know now. I would dearly love to start ministry all over again with my present understanding and knowledge. In many ways, it's more difficult to pastor at this age than earlier. Earlier, there was an entire life ahead to build and grow and let God do something. That era of life came very natural for me. I am forward-thinking. I'm an idea guy. I like to think outside of the box and do new things, even though many see me as a traditionalist. But now it would be easy to consider the future with less optimism. The fears and concerns are even more difficult now than early in ministry. At this season, I can start to think, am I helping this ministry or am I in the way? How do I financially transition without becoming a burden to my ministry or children? I don't want to think that way. It's not my nature. I feel good physically. I feel I could go at full speed for another 20 years. But is that what God wants? It's as essential for me to be seeking God's will for my life and direction now as it was when I was in my early 20s. Ministry is about passing on the faith to coming generations. It's at the heart of the Second Timothy 2.2 command. I don't plan on ever quitting ministry. It's not my It's not only my calling, God has given me a deep love for it. I love preaching, studying, strategizing, and most of all, leading. But it's also a time for some soul-searching. I invite you to think it through with me. This transparency is a bit uncomfortable for me, but I think it is important. There are some very important attitudes to shun. God-dependence to self-dependence. There's a huge temptation at traditional retirement age, and as it nears to go from a God-dependence mode to a self-dependence mode. The Christian life and Christian ministry is about spirit-led steps of faith. If our sense of the typical retirement years is that we have to save up enough to be guaranteed a comfortable income, we're in danger of falling into a trap. We're all as God-dependent for our daily bread now as we were when we were just starting out. We cannot let paid-off houses and retirement accounts deceive us into lethargy. Faith steps are not just for the young. Faith to fear. We must not transition from faith mode to fear mode. Instead of playing the game of life to win, we go into prevent defense. Jesus said to occupy, that is, be on the offensive until he comes. The Apostle Paul did not retire, neither did any of the disciples. He was doing the work of ministry until the end. There's nothing wrong with trusting God, stepping out in faith, and making a difference in later life. If we fear too much being a burden to our children, or not having enough, we will become paralyzed. There's another side to this same thinking, and that is hanging on too long in a ministry out of fear mode. This might result from a lack of wisdom and foresight in planning for the future, but we can also never completely plan for the future. Ministry transition is always a plunge into the unknown. Moses had no idea what was ahead when at 80 years old he led the children of Israel out of Egypt. Even at retirement age, we should greet the ministry future with a sense of adventure and spirit-inspired anticipation. God has used people greatly in the last third of their lives, and he can do that with me as well. Leave that for the next guy. 
if I'm in ministerial leadership and there's a task that needs to be done, especially as far as advancement of the ministry, things like building a building or starting a, a new ministry endeavor, and I find myself saying, I'll leave that for the next guy, then I am already virtually finished as a leader. If I cannot have the vision to prepare and lead for the time when I might no longer be here, I am failing in my responsibilities. It's like the church staff member who is planning to move on to another ministry but leaves in his heart and with his time long before he actually leaves his office and the payroll. There's no place for coasting to a stop in ministry leadership. I'm old. Ugh, the three-year-old little girl grunted as she lifted herself off the sofa to come to dinner. The mother looked at her with amusement. She sounds like a little old lady, the mom in her early thirties thought. Later in the evening, the young mother caught herself saying the same ugh as she lifted herself off the sofa. Suddenly she realized who that three-year-old little girl was imitating. Neither was old, but for some reason they were acting like it. Quit acting like you're at death's door. We do it way too early looking for sympathy or as a form of self-deprecating humor. It's not worth it. It just makes people think you're old and significantly more limited than you are. Let's fill our minds with as much youthful energy and attitude as possible so that we can be as effective as possible for our Lord as long as possible. There's no point in mentally dwelling on our aches, pains, and deficiencies. Joe Purdy, a godly woman who was my secretary for many years, struggled with chronic arthritic pain her entire adult life. It was sometimes debilitating. We had a man in our church who wanted to start a spiritual support group for people dealing with chronic pain, and I asked her to attend and tell me how it was going. Do I have to? She complained. Why wouldn't you want to go? Wouldn't something like this be a help to you? I said. I don't want to sit around in a group of old people most were younger than her, and talk about my aches and pains all night, she said. What I want to do is hang around a group of young people who love God and have enthusiasm for God and ministry. When I do that, I forget all about my aches and pains. I thank God for her wisdom. The good old days. This is the attitude that believes that our best days are behind us. It lives in the past, even glorifies the past. True leadership must expect that the best days are yet in the future. That does not mean that ministries sometimes have to adjust and change. But if we do not believe that God is on the throne, revival is on the horizon, and he will continue to build his church, we're in the wrong business. The good old days syndrome is a form of pessimism and lack of faith. Time to take a break. It's time to take a break. Time to take it easy. I will rest while others carry me along. This attitude leaves us open for ministerial and personal failure. It was the attitude of David who rested in his home in the time when kings should have gone forth to battle. 2 Samuel 11, verses 1 and 2. We think we deserve it. We think we've paid our dues and deserve to take it easy. Take a vacation. There's nothing wrong with that. Get some rest now and then as necessary. But then get back to work. God has called us to the work not to rest. I deserve something better. This one gets a lot of people in ministry. Retirement age is when the years of sacrifice and ministry really start to manifest themselves. Others are playing golf, enjoying free time, and most of all living without financial worries, while Christian servants, who lived on little and gave much, struggle for survival. There is a tendency either to get bitter at what we have given and what we now have, or to try to make up for it all at once by stepping out of God's will. The ministry is a sacrificial endeavor. 
I'm not poor. I'm not complaining. Please don't misunderstand. But if I compare my financial circumstances with businessmen in my church or my college peers, I will breed in myself misery and discontent. God has called me to sacrifice until the end of my life, and that is okay. That is my privilege. That is my calling. And he is worthy of my sacrifice and so much more. We must always be moving ahead with enthusiasm and expectation until Jesus comes or he calls us home. This has been the Proclaim and Defend podcast. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe and give us a good review. If you want to learn more about the FBFI, check out our website at fbfi.org or our blog, Proclaim and Defend, at proclaimanddefend.org. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on the Proclaim and Defend podcast.